Hi, this is David. I bet you've heard the saying that food is medicine. But the thing is, we also want our food to be quick and tasty. Factor has the solution. Their delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. They deliver prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including Kato, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more. Plus, there's extra things to enjoy. They have over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, like snacks and smoothies, that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. You'll be glad to hear that Factor is affordable. I've done the math. and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Message of New Thought by Abel Allen, published in 1914. Nature does not thrust powers and accomplishments upon us. In her infinite wisdom, she leaves us a work to perform. Now by nature with inherent powers, it is left to us to develop them or not. Wisely it was ordained that we should eat our bread by the sweat of our brow. For labor is the propelling force of human progress and advancement. Without it, we would have placed no value on that which satisfies our wants and ministers to our comforts. We value most that which we accomplish by our own efforts, either physical or mental. Diamonds are found only in the dark places of the earth. Truths are found only in the depths of thought, says Victor Hugo. In order to have a due appreciation of the forces and powers within us, we must learn to unfold and develop them for ourselves. This we can do only by the exercise of our own thought and willpower. If we wish to have mental power, we can obtain it only as we exercise the faculties of the mind, and thus develop and educate them for the work that appears before us. If we wish character, thought is the key to its development. If we desire accomplishment along any chosen line, we must put forth the thought and effort necessary to produce the sought-after results. Cause and effect are written everywhere in the universe. The law of compensation is ever before our eyes. If we would evade it, it steps in our pathway to block our progress. 
we must ever pay the price. Wherever there is an effect, there was first a cause. Everything in the universe that we observe, all the varied and marvelous manifestations in nature, all that takes place in our lives, proclaim the truth and universality of this law. It is fixed and eternal. The same law that the planets obey, that causes the seed to germinate and grow, that brings the recurring seasons with equal precision, regulates and controls every thought sent forth from the human mind. So let us consider well what thoughts we entertain, and how we shall send them forth. For they are causes, and will in good time come to expression in our own lives. As you thinketh in your heart, so you are. This wondrous truth is old, and it is new. Its application is new to us every moment of our lives, and its real significance and true meaning were never known until the discovery of modern psychology. For until we have learned something of the nature of subconscious mind, we can have but a faint understanding of the import of this golden proverb. We must first realize that the subconscious mind has control of the functions and forces of the body, that it is the great mental and spiritual storehouse of the individual that it is amenable to every suggestion of the objective or conscious mind. Plato said, Thinking is the talking of the soul with itself. Thought is dynamic. Thoughts are not things, but the forces back of things, the creators of things. Thought is power. Thought is force. Thought is cause. Our todays are the result of our past thinking. Our tomorrows the result of our present thinking. We have been our own mental parents, and we shall be our own mental children. All that we do and bring to pass is the vesture of thought. There is a correspondence between thought and deeds, thought and circumstance. Thoughts produce conditions in our physical bodies, in our lives and situations, according to the character of those we harbor. Every thought accompanied with deep feeling that are impressed upon the subconscious mind produces chemical changes and effects upon the body. Thoughts of fear and anxiety disturb the functions of the body and bring weakness and disease. Pleasant, agreeable, and joyful thoughts bring health, strength, and poise. As it's been said, the pleasantest things in the world are pleasant thoughts, and the greatest start in life is to have as many of them as possible. The laws of mind are fixed, absolute, and eternal. We are the results of the sum total of our thinking. Thoughts are revealed in our faces and manifested in our lives. 
As we glance in the mirror, we see the reflection of our thoughts. People foolishly believe their thoughts are their own, and that they may entertain them in secret and keep them to themselves. Thoughts are not secrets. They are not their own. Every thought is registered in the archive of the soul. Thought pencils the lines in the brow. Thought plows furrows in the cheek. Thoughts reveal their character in the expression of the eye. The face is a mirror, reflecting the mind and thought of its possessor. The character of thought betrays itself, not only in the faces of people, but in their lives and characters as well. Thought determines character. Thought is character. James Allen has well said, Think good thoughts and they will quickly become actualized in your outward life, in the form of good conditions. Control your soul forces, and you will be able to shape your outward life as you will. The difference between a savior and a sinner is this, that the one has perfect control of all the forces within, the other is dominated and controlled by them. Dwell in thought upon the grandest, and the grandest you shall see. Fix your mind upon the highest, and the highest you shall be. What we sow, that shall we also reap. Some people seem to think this law applies only to outward acts, and relates only to the sowing in the physical world. But the same law governs mind and thought. Thoughts of revenge, hatred, jealousy, envy and lust affect and mold the character and lives of those who harbor them, as certainly as effect follows cause. Sooner or later they will be externalized and manifested in every outward circumstance and condition of life. Thoughts of health, thoughts of joy, thoughts of kindness bring joy and health to the one who entertains them and sends them forth. If we think ourselves inherently bad, we shall reap the fruits of that thought. If we conceive of ourselves as weak and unworthy, we shall develop those qualities and actualize them in our daily lives. We recognize divine attributes as our inheritance. We shall grow into the likeness of those attributes. It is the person of conscious power within that wins in life's contest. They are great because their thought was first great. The person who is conscious of the potentialities of their own nature and couples energy with that thought is master of circumstances. They are a magnet that attracts power, attracts success. They are success. A person may have a lofty opinion of themselves, but as long as they think small thoughts, they will be small. You can only become great as you think great thoughts, and to think great thoughts you must seek to gain a larger consciousness of real worth.
and superiority. Greatness is strength without egotism. It is power, with a desire that others shall not recognize that power. Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. He did not employ the term meekness as a synonym of weakness. His thought was that we should be great without parading it, without ostentation, strong without letting it be known. This is the essence of all greatness. The subconscious is an obedient servant in helping you to achieve that greatness. It obeys the thoughts of the conscious mind. What it receives, it reproduces, and its effect is manifested in the personality of the individual. If we sow thoughts of inferiority, weakness, and fear, we shall build a personality devoid of character and strength. Likewise, ideals of abundance will produce abundance if we add to them intelligence and energy. In the valuable little book, The Great Within, Christian D. Larson writes, The subconscious mind is a rich mental field. Every conscious impression is a seed sown in the field and will bear fruit after its kind, be the seed good, bad, or otherwise. All your thoughts of conviction and deeply felt desires will impress themselves upon the subconscious and will produce their kind to be later expressed in your personal being and life. So start sowing today seed thoughts of strength, kindliness, gratitude, patience, love and abundance and you'll find them in time blooming in the world around you.